This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. And on today's edition of Speak Legal, we're going to be looking at employment, more specifically the different types of employment agreements that are out there. And joining us on the line now from Community Law Otago, Catherine McCauley. Catherine Morena, great to have you with us. Morena, Jeff. How are you this morning? Good. Hey, Catherine, tell us a little bit about your role with Community Law. Yeah, so I'm, I'm one of um, the lawyers here and also do a bit of the legal education. And uh, you've been very helpful in coordinating the wonderful volunteers that are becoming and joining us every week here on uh, uh, our regular weekly segment where we take a look at New Zealand law and how it affects our daily lives. And uh, uh, not for the first time, issues around employment are coming up today. And we're going to more specifically look at different types of employment agreements. So perhaps you could take us through those. Yeah, sure. So I thought today would be good just to touch on a, a few of the um, sort of more common issues that we see at the Community Law Centre. Um, so first off, obviously, employees um, need to be clear that, one, they are employees and, and not a contractor or some other um, type of agreement, um, and that their employment agreement um, sets out clearly what kind of employee that they are. So um, there's permanent, um, there's fixed term, and there's what we um, refer to as casual, um, even though the legislation doesn't actually um, state this kind of casual worker, um, that's the worker that's a sort of as is, where is. So take us through perhaps the differences and the definitions between those uh, different types of employment agreement. Yeah, so your, your permanent um, agreements, you know, obviously fairly obvious. You, you sign it up. There's there's no end date. Um, so um, the employer and the employee agree that you're employed, and that is an ongoing employment situation. Um, obviously, that can be full time, part time, any kind of different hours. Um, fixed term. Um, that is where you are employed for a certain period of time. Um, now that has to be for a good reason. So, you know, so a common example would be um, filling in for somebody's um, uh, maternity leave. Um, so that would be okay. We we need to fill this role for a certain amount of time. So um, this contract will end, on, you know, in six months' time. Um, and, 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 oh, that's, yep, sure. and that's set out in the contract. Your start date and your finish date. Yes, that should be very, yeah, very clearly set out exactly. All right, casual workers. Yeah, so this is one that we do, we do see a little bit of at, um, at community law. So um, there may be a little bit of um, confusion around whether a, an employee is a, a casual um, employee or not. So um, technically, casual employment is um, very much, you know, the employee can um, accept or, or reject the work and the employer can offer it or not. Um, so, um, uh, you know, working at the stadium, for example, for, for a test match, um, you can see that's, you know, not a regular kind of occurrence. Um, so that would be an example of, um, you know, somebody working there on a casual contract. Um, but we, we do see, obviously, some a bit, some situations were a bit more confusing where it has been ongoing, it has been a bit more regular um, and, you know, is, is this actually more permanent than, than casual? 
So, you know, if you're being taken on board on any of these types of contracts, I guess at the outset, being clear about what the nature of the employment is, is quite important for an employee. Absolutely. So it's really important that um, you get your contract before you start work, that you understand your contract. Um, And we um, look over employment contracts here, so we're happy to to go through that with you and we could often find a few things that are, um, you know, good to go back to the employer with and get some clarification around. So um, there's certain things that an employment agreement need to set out um, and that would be, um, you know, a description of the work, the hours of the work, the kind of employee you are, um, the location, your rate of pay, your holiday entitlements and the process for solving problems. So... Um, all of that stuff is is really important for you to to know and understand. Um, there's also um, commonly trial periods um, put into contracts, so um, we can we chat about those if you'd like. Yeah, well, I imagine that's something you get quite a few questions about, Catherine. Yeah, so um, trial periods um, are something that employers can only use if they have fewer than twenty employees. So that's kind of the the first thing to to note. Um, They can only be for a maximum of 90 days Um, and for them to be valid, your employment contract must be signed um, before you start work. So if you've started work um, and then you you know, get presented with the agreement and you sign it, then that that trial period is not valid. Um, But while you are on trial, then... um, the employer um, can dismiss you and you're not able to take a um, personal grievance on unjustified dismissal. Um, so that's why employers um, like to use them. And those agreements have got to be, again, signed up and understood by both parties at the outset. Yes, yep, yep. So it's, it's very clear that if um, the employee hasn't signed before they've started work, the trial period doesn't apply. Now, Catherine, again, I imagine at Community Law Otago, you get um, people coming to you saying, um, look, my employer has done this or said this. I- I'm not sure that they're able to. I'm not sure it's legal. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about what employers cannot do. Yeah, sure. So um, they can't require you to work more hours than agreed. Um, so, you know, you, you may see some contracts that will say, look, you know, these are your hours and you may be expected, but, you know, that's in consultation with the employee. Um, they can't cancel shifts without reasonable notice or compensation, um, and that's a, this is another common one that, that we get. But, you know, obviously employees um, rely on, on their jobs for money to pay, you know, rent and mortgages, etc. So, you know, then they need to have a, a certain amount of... Um, Certainty that you know the money coming in is is, um, is regular. Um, so there's also been a little bit of um, talk around what's called restraint of trade clauses. So that's where in the agreement the employer will say, look, you know, after you leave us, you can't work um, for one of our competitors uh, for a certain amount of time. Um, now, if you're a you know minimum wage waitressing, um, that kind of clause is not going to be um, able to be enforced. So, those kinds of clauses um, really depends on um, the employee's um, role and and you know salary etc. There should be some 
some serious sort of compensation for restricting an employee's actions after they've left. Um, the other one that we're seeing a bit of is not giving um, employees the hours they actually contracted for. So your contract agreement should set out how many hours, like a minimum of hours that you um, are contracted for per week. Um, and you should get those or get paid for those. So if you're not getting those, um, then that's, um, that's not quite right. So you should come in and have a chat to us. And there are other baseline minimum rights that you have as an employee as well, Catherine. Yeah, sure. So um, obviously there's um, minimum rights around leave. Um, so um, we have four weeks annual leave, we have public holidays, we have vi family violence leave, um, sick leave, bereavement leave, parental leave. So um, there's a whole lot of um, minimum rights around those. Um, breaks and um, meal times. So, for example, if you're working an eight-hour day, you get ten, uh, two ten-minute um, paid breaks and one thirty-minute unpaid meal break. Um, there's also minimum wage um, set set down. So that's um, currently twenty-one twenty for um, for an adult. Um, and there's also um, other sort of, I guess, um, less. Uh, concrete rights around, um, you know, the right not to be discriminated in the workplace, health and safe work, um, working environment as well. Let's talk about dismissal. I guess we could have six programs on this, but <laughs> but but in in general, um, you know, how appropriately can an employer dismiss you, or what can't they do in terms of dismissal? Sure. So, I mean, there's. There has to be a, a, a process around dismissal. Um, so you can't turn up to work and your employer goes, um, right, that's it, mate, you're fired, right? That that does not work in New Zealand. So um, there has to be a proper process. Um, there has to be an opportunity for the employee to respond to the allegations of um, what perhaps they've, they've, they've done wrong. So... Um, Proper process, proper notice, um, and a good reason as well. Um, so you can't just be fired because um, you know you, you've done something um, a bit silly. I mean, it has to be quite serious for, for being dismissed. And you know, if we're talking about performance, that kind of thing, there are there are quite extensive. Uh, precedents and requirements around what an employer has to work through with an employee to to work through performance issues, for example. Yeah, sure. So you know, if it is poor performance, they should absolutely give you a chance to improve your performance. Um, so um, you know, there's there's performance management plans, etc. Um, that that they need to go go through. So. Um, you know, if if it's misconduct, um, again, you know, there should there should be um, clearly stated um, um, procedures in your contract around warnings, etc. So, um, it, it, you know, you have to do something pretty serious um, to amount to, you know, um, I guess immediate dismissal. And just so there's clarity here, we're talking about dismissal and not, um, say, for example, the end of a fixed-term contract. That's not dismissal, that's just the end of a contract. Absolutely, yep. 
Um, so we've covered off uh, some of the chief areas, Catherine, that um, I imagine community law in Togo gets a lot of questions around. Um, in general, when any of the any issues come up around these, when there's any conflict or misunderstanding around any of this, what's the best first steps? Right. So, I mean, best first step is always um, to, to talk to your employer. Um, so... Um, you know, raise it with them, um, and then if you're if you're not getting anywhere, um, then you can um, obviously give us a call. Um, and there's also um, an early resolution um, service through um, MB, so the Ministry of Business and Innovation, um, and that's a free phone-based system where um, they'll call you and your employer um, and try to mediate. Um, some resolve between the, the two of you. So there are absolutely um, avenues to um, to go to go down if you've if you've got some issues. But yeah, I mean we always say, you know, have a talk to your employer first. You know, for example, if you know, if there is a bullying issue in work um, and then it all sort of blows up, if you haven't gone to your employer and had those conversations, then there's really nothing to state what has what you know what has been happening before then. Um, so that kind of um, thing's really important. All right, um, Community Law Otago uh, again fielding lots of inquiries around this kind of stuff, and um, they are an amazing resource in our community. Thanks, uh, Catherine, to you and the team for all the fantastic work you're doing, and thanks for joining us for our Speak Legal segment this morning. Go well. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks for having us on. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, training for life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.